Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. I heard about these four college students. The way I heard the stories, they were in the seminary, and they had spring break. They live on the East Coast. That's where their school, the seminary was. And they decided, I don't know, they had seven, eight days. They're going to drive to California. You know, there's four of them. They're just going to keep driving all the way there. And when they got there, they were going to be there for three or four days. And then they'd have to, like, turn around and drive all the way back. I can't even imagine doing that. But here they go. And it's the first night. They're somewhere in Indiana. It's about 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. So one guy's driving. The other three are all sleeping, sacked out. So he's about at the end of his shift, and he's um, running out of gas. So he, he sees the gas station on a divided highway. So he makes the U-turn, and as he's coming towards the gas station, you know, the lights of the gas station, a couple of the other guys wake up. One of the other guys puts the gas in, their next driver, and he just pulls out of the gas station and just keeps going. <laughs> and, he, and he goes for like... An hour, two hours, no idea he's going the wrong way. Starts to get light out. Not until the sun rises does he realize, oh my gosh, I'm going in the wrong way. He turns around. So like they had a two-hour detour, well, actually a four-hour detour. Not until the sun rose did he understand he was going the wrong way. That's exactly what was happening with the apostles, Jesus' friends. They were all locked up. They must have had all kinds of emotions going on. Obviously, great grief and fear was the biggest one. They were afraid that what happened to Jesus was going to happen to them. Who knows, disappointment? You know, he was talking about the kingdom, and now he dies at a cross. They were going the wrong way. And then they get this story from Mary Magdalene. And they run. John and Peter run to the tomb. I want to show you a painting. Maybe you've seen this painting. It's very famous. Eugene Bernand in 1898 painted this picture. A lot of people love it because there's so much going on in it. You can see it's the sun is up. It's actually they're running into the sun. As the sun rose, They finally understood they were going the wrong way. So they're running towards here, and you can see the artist is showing that by their hair, is flying back. John is in front, just like it says in the gospel. Peter's behind. I want to take a close-up of Peter. Look at his uh, eyes, if you can see them. They're really wide. Now, Peter always wanted to be the first one, right? I'll do it, Lord. He always was out there first. And he said, I'll never deny you. You see his hand on his heart. Is that a representation of his sorrow? His repentance for having denied Jesus? Are his eyes wide open? Because he wants to experience whatever's next. But there's also some like, oh my gosh, I'm going to meet him after what I've done. You notice his, uh, his left hand, he's pointing Jesus picked him to be the leader, to be the one who would point the way as the Holy Spirit led him. He's pointing towards where they're running. 
In the painting, I think, he's pointing us to follow Jesus. Let's take a look at John close up. I see on John's face anxiety, confusion, but I think this gesture is full of hope. He's hoping. When they've said he's not there, he's hoping. And then John says in the gospel, when he got to the tomb and he finally went in after Peter, he saw the burial cloth and the cloth covering Jesus' head over here. Because he knew Jesus so well and loved him so much, that was enough. He saw and believed. On this Easter day, no matter how we're here today, What is it inside of you? What has happened in your life that makes you be able to say what John says? I saw and believed. Now, I remember one time a young person came to tell me, and they were very apologetic. I said, I hope this isn't going to make you mad. They said, well, you know, I don't really believe that Jesus rose from the dead. So when she was finished, I said, well, you know, I do. You want to know why? Yeah. Well, I believe because of all those people who saw him. You know, they saw him. At one group time, it was 500 of them saw them. But the apostles saw him. Paul saw him. Paul changed his whole life. He was fighting against the Christians. What could make him change his life that much? And he says that he saw him. He said, if he didn't rise from the dead, we're the biggest fools in the world. And no matter what happened to Paul, and he had all these terrible things, beatings and stoning and and imprisoned, he never wavered. He never changed his direction because he knew. He saw him. And then they died for him. Why would you die for someone if you know it's not true? The whole thing was built on the fact that they saw him alive. And he talked to them about eternal life. I'm preparing a place in my father's house for you. I said, that's the biggest reason for me. Now, this young person has grown now, is older, and we have wonderful conversations about God. But there was that moment, and it made me think. That's why I'm bringing it up to you today. Why do I believe? What's the gift of faith that God gave to me that makes me be able to say and believe in my heart, yes, Lord, you are alive. I'm committed to you. I remember the day I finally decided I was going to become a priest. We had to sign a paper. We were going to become deacons. And I still didn't feel right inside. I, just still, I was still waiting for God to say, just God, tell me you want me to do this. But you know what I wanted? I wanted a guarantee. I wanted really God to tell me, okay, I want you to do this, but nothing bad is ever going to happen to you. You're going to be happy your whole life. And what I heard inside, like, of, like I've never heard before, it was just, it was, something, it was like a thought inside that didn't come from me. I don't work that way. <laughs> as soon as he said that, I thought, oh, this is, this is God. I'm, I'm sure of it. <laughs> he said, you don't trust me. You don't trust me. You need to trust me. And I realized at that moment, that's what it was all about. I needed to be able to trust him. And I felt myself holding my life in my arms. 
and giving myself to Jesus. And I remember what I said to him, Lord, please take care of me. That moment is more real than anything else I've ever experienced in life. That's how I know he's alive. I felt him. You felt him to some degree. Now, if you feel, gosh, I wish I had an experience like that. I don't know if I feel him that way. Here's what I would say to you. It's what he said to Peter. When he saw Peter after the resurrection, at the charcoal fire, they just had breakfast. What does Jesus ask Peter? Peter, son of John, do you love me? Three times he asked the same question. Do you love me? That's what opens us up to the gift of faith that God gives to us. And so if you're asking for more of that, what he would say to us, because he said it in, in Matthew 25, if you want greater faith, love me. I'm all around you. I'm right before you, especially in the poor and the, and the sick. When you love them, you're loving me. My experience, that's what makes us most open to growing in faith. And then we can say with John, I saw and I believe. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.